Hey everyone, welcome to the Mass Construction Show with today's guest, Scott Van Voris of Contrarian Boston. I'm your host, Joe Kelly, and this is a podcast about all things construction in Massachusetts and beyond. In this episode of the Mass Construction Show, we discuss with Scott Van Voris some of his recent articles relevant to the construction industry. We discuss his reporting on permits, BPDA approvals, lab space coming on the market, a new ISD commissioner, construction lawsuits, layoffs, and an article where he received quotes from John Moriarty, Joe Albanese, and Jim Kirby. Contrarian Boston is a must-read for anyone in our industry. Today's show is brought to you by Central, commercial carpenters, and supporters of our conversations. Enjoy the show. Hey, Scott, welcome to the Mass Construction Show. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Yep. Excited to have you back. You're uh, one of the few regulars on the program. So yeah, it's great. It's exciting. And hopefully guests are getting to know you a little bit, hopefully becoming yeah. readers of Contrarian Boston. Today, I wanted to chat a little bit about what's happening in the real estate and construction industry. You know, you look at the general economy and you read the headlines. Sure. Being told it's great, things are going smoothly, you know, GDP numbers and um, what's the C, um, uh, the other one around inflation, everything is looking good. But, yeah. you know, I'm reading your reporting and I'm talking to people in the business and it seems to paint a different picture for the construction and real estate industry. Some things in particular you reported on, you know, Riot Construction was being sued by the IBEW because there might have been yeah. some, you know, subcontractors that they had that weren't paying their bills and yeah. them pulled into it. A couple of nights ago, Seven News reported that uh, Benevento Concrete has put a lien on a Graystar project over in Everett. Stuart Healthcare, that's been well publicized, their problems, but that has put a big job over at Norwood Hospital. Um, I guess on hold would be an understatement, but it's done. Sure. I've heard uh, just hearsay kind of things about people saying that everything from the design portion of things to subcontractors, that there's potential payment issues there, things like that. Um, so th that's troubling. And then just other anecdotes things like subs and GCs talking about um, jobs not starting, things that they yep. had, you know, they won the job and then it's not starting. One subcontractor had mentioned that recently they had three jobs canceled and an additional one, the scope had been peeled back. Sure. Um, also, everybody's hearing about layoffs at multiple companies and then you did a great job going out and actually speaking to some you know leaders in our industry uh between john moriarty joe sure. Albanese, jim kirby um you tell people like what what did you hear when you went out and and, and chatted with those companies yes uh what i what, what i'm hearing is uh what you know a lot of what you're saying um they have this kind of uh dual picture here on one hand the economy uh, on paper looks great, and it is for you know in terms of low unemployment now and low inflation. The inflation seems to be back, you know, or at least getting under control finally. Um, but the high, 
uh, the high interest rates, uh, the result of the Fed's efforts to you know, bring down inflation, they jacked up interest rates. They're still high. And that's really seized up the whole real estate market from uh, you know, new development to home sales to uh, you know, uh, even lab projects. Uh, it's just that it threw off the cost calculus for developers and contractors and and that combined with you, you know it's already expensive to do business in the boston area anyway lots of regulations and new regulations now in boston related to energy efficiency and affordable housing so there's those headwinds it just looks like you know the contractors out there saying look there's nothing that you know the it's the, the pipeline is drying up we're finishing up work it's a huge boom so we still have that work we're finishing up, but looking ahead, it's, you know, um, I think JMA said they, you know, had, hadn't even been able to uh, take on it or are there any, you know, their pipeline is growing very thin at this yeah, point. Yeah, if, if you don't mind, I could even quote it. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to John. John Moriarty and Joe Alvinace and Jim Kirby for like sure. being willing to kind of go on the record and and just oh honest. yeah no it's, it, it, most most contractors owners they 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 don't want to get into these issues it's it's yeah yeah and I think it's kind of noble of them um, yeah so Moriarty's firm did not start work on a single significant Boston area project a first since Moriarty since it's opened doors back in 1985. Uh, he noted, and so far, 2024 is not shaping up to be any better with local development projects that Moriarty's firm had been counting on for work stuck on the drawing boards. A combination of high interest rates, high construction costs, and skittish lenders has made it much harder to build new projects. Uh, and then, quote, the commercial construction world has stopped. Uh, Moriarty, it's going to be very hard for the next year and a half. Pretty open and honest, and, and I've heard from people that work there that you know John and Brown have been going out and visiting sites and talking to everybody, talking to everybody, sure. and being very candid about what the current situation is, and that they were also saying that they were confident moving into the future, and that they're yeah. Know, I don't think anyone would be surprised to hear that Moriarty's in a you know a, a strong financial position, sure. and, and cer they're certainly going to weather the storm, and they were yeah. you know, supporting people so. But it's an interesting data point, and you continue to see these layoffs, see jobs slowing down, starting to see lawsuits happen. Are there any other data points out there that that you're seeing that kind of help paint a better picture? Yeah, I mean, um, it, along those lines, uh, you know, the building permits, housing permits for new housing have mm -hmm. been a major part of the construction boom that just dropped off a cliff over the last year and a half. The latest numbers for Boston, I think, are January, uh, start to really slow start to the year, not that many new starts. So we're seeing that reflected there. Lenders, yeah, I mean, it takes time for them to turn, you know, once they start to get skittish on, you know, lending conditions and projects and uh, and the real estate, it, it, it takes time for that to get reversed. And Right now, there's no reason for them to reverse that. I mean, it's uh, so we're it's, it's sort of like we've all these can you know that's a major issue, you know, getting that financing and and they've retreated and it's um, <clears throat> excuse me, they retreated from that from from lending on on these big projects and 
it's going to take, you know, the probably the uh, the Fed to lower interest rates and get the market going again, get the real estate market going again to really pick things up, and that that's not going to happen overnight, unfortunately. Yeah. And then, so yeah, you had mentioned the permitting numbers, but also in one of your, and obviously I'm trying, you, you write so much, I'm sure it's hard to recall all this stuff, but you yes. also add in there, you know, the BPDA approval piece. And then you had mentioned the lab starts in one piece of your reporting. You know, you talked about the lab construction being at its lowest level in five years. That was looking at the 2023 numbers when we still there were how much lab space got added it was the lowest in five years but yes. that was on even in 2023 when we still had projects that were planned in 2022 or 2021 that are still ongoing and just coming on the market so that's that's still the tail end of the boom right so i can't imagine that yeah it's, it's not likely to improve and it's probably going to have a further decline this year and lab starts and uh, lab construction. There's just a lot of space out there. Everybody and their brother thought it would be a great idea to any time they had a building they couldn't know what to do with. They, you know, maybe, uh, you know, residential construction was starting to tail off a little bit or weaken, so let's do a lab building, you know. Um, yeah. Kind of a lemming effect. They, you know, developers do this. They get excited, you know. They, uh, they want to jump on the latest trend. Everybody does it, and all of a sudden, you got a this huge glut of you know tens of millions of I mean literally in this area proposed lab projects they can't all get built certainly not at once anyway and and so then you're going to get a winnowing out and you know the weaker ideas probably get sorted out and move on but so that's a major major issue there office construction of course is dead right now because uh either there's probably remodeling but not new construction is you know not there's no demand for that right now given the contract given the the shift to work at home it, all these you know a, a recession for the real estate market that's filtering down to construction yeah uh, and they're starting to see the impact of that right the, the, the freeze up of demand i mean people aren't buying homes because they can't they don't want to switch out from mortgages from a four percent rate to an eight percent or ten percent rate. Yeah, so, or or three percent really in some yeah. cases. Right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's interesting how you talk about that. There was that gold rush mentality, and it can even happen in real estate, right? Whether people are rushing into residential, then they rush into sure. lab. I mean, you reported on the uh, Natick mall that was going to take a big space and turn it into labs and now it's going to be pickleball courts right you know, it, and talk about gold rushes is that another uh you know, where all of a sudden sure. everybody's putting pickleball courts in so it, it, it's funny how that uh, oh yeah that's the big thing now is pickleball courts yeah. it indeed happens yeah. you know one other kind of data point is foreclosures i had a guest talk to me about a uptick in foreclosures and it wasn't foreclosures of buildings it was foreclosures of property with permitted buildings on it so there was all these pro projects that this piece of land i let's say i have a piece of land i go i get it permitted to build a building and then yes. I that land with the permit and sell it to somebody else and what happened was those got sold there's still a little time to get the ball moving 
interest rates kept climbing up on them. And now that project that they bought a year ago with, you know, 3% interest rates doesn't work anymore at 8%. And, you know, they can't build it because they're just going to lose money. So what do they have to do? They have to foreclose on it. So we have a kind of a glut of those happening now as well. At least that's what I was told from someone that's pretty reputable in that space. So very interesting picture. You know, you hear the broader economy, what's happening, and then you start looking at all these data points in construction and the trend is not well. Um, I also hear some people say, oh, well, 2024 looks tough, but we're, we look good in 2025. I, I don't hope see so. it. I hope so, too, right? But reading the tea leaves here, it doesn't seem to be the, the case. Do you have any ideas what you think might be driving the, this current situation? Yeah, um, I think construction contractors subs they're under a lot of pressure right uh, you know the cost you know developers they're finding their costs have uh have gone up the borrowing costs have gone up so in many cases have, have turned projects that were viable um now are no longer viable they can't make the numbers work i i remember uh, talking to a developer recently and he was saying it's going to take more than just like a you know a percentage drop in interest rates to get things going again. I mean that you know, maybe you'll see that by mm. the end of the year. Who knows? But as you're saying, it could take a while to get that going again. And these trends, um, once they get going, it's like trying to you know turn around the you know the the tanker, whatever. It just takes takes time once they you know get rolling in a certain direction or banks you know back off. They're very cautious, and and uh, it takes time even after rates start to come down for them to ease up. And so it just, I think in the big companies, you know, they realize that have been successfully, you know, JMA and others, Suffolk, I mean, they've gone through all these ups and downs. They know that. They know that this is part of the, the business, um, and it's maybe just feels more shocking and surprising because it's been such a boom for so long, right? That uh, we haven't seen this kind of downturn um, really since, well, 2008, or maybe even, you know, going back to the early 90s where you had really kind of um, a, a real estate crash more centered in the uh, commercial real estate market, um, a glut of properties there and banks failing because they, you know, loaned on these properties that didn't work out. And, mm. But um, and there's a pessimistic period that follows these things. Like I remember back in 1995, CM Zell, who's a big investor, came to town and big office investor, and he was joking like, you know, some of these buildings, these office buildings, they're not even worth what you know what people paid for them. And I was just tear them down, you know. Of course, that never lasts, right? Because mm -hmm. of another huge boom after that. So there's always these kind of like periods of you know people are you know, excitement and boom times followed by maybe kind of an overly pessimistic period where everything's dead, everything's dying, and it is tough right now, right? I mean, yeah. there's no way beyond it, but but it's a cycle, right? So yeah. no, for sure. somewhere in the big beginning of that cycle. Yeah. Or I mean, maybe I even farther along, you know. Yeah. I mean, someone who, as someone who majored in construction management, I remember even learning about, like, the curve right like so they said construction goes in cycles where it's sure. seven to ten years 
where there's growth, you know, and then you have a down period and then you hit another one. And they said that it usually staggers the economy. Construction picks up later than the economy, but it also lasts a little longer because when things start slowing down, there's already projects that are on the books and the money is there already. So it's kind of like you see the same curve with the economy, but it's just shifted a little bit. (laughs) What we're experiencing now is, you know, well beyond that 10 years, which was typically the long end of a boom. And, you know, maybe if you go back and you say, is it was, you know, September 11th was 2001. Was that downturn really the last slowdown that we had or, you know, the banking crisis? Uh, Like, who knows? But, you know, COVID didn't even really affect construction that much because we were considered... um, what was the word they deemed it? Um, not critical, but essential. Essential. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. It was. We were considered essential, so there was really not a slowdown there, and everybody saw almost boom times during COVID as far as construction sure. was concerned. All interesting stuff. Into your point about that developer that said, you know, an interest rate drop is probably not going to do it. I yes. tend to. I tend to agree with that, and. You know, we're facing a lot of regulatory issues between the energy code, fire code, uh, affordable housing requirements. All those things are, you know, putting more hurdles in the way of developers stacked on top of interest rates. And you look at, I think, um, Moriarty even, or it was mentioned in Moriarty's piece, which is, you know, they've diversified into D.C. and North Carolina and a bunch of other places yep. that are very strong right now. And that's where all their growth is happening, right? It's not uh, the only one, you know. There's oh, Fallon, uh, Joe Fallon, who built out Vampire. He's getting ready, or looks like he hopeful. He's pushing ahead with a, a residential project. Last piece of Vampire, he's pulled the building permit. But most of his activity now, if you look at it, you know, is out in other states, North Carolina, Florida, um, and that could speak to. You know what? It's it is even though we've seen these numbers across the country, right? A drop in construction, and it's it's more it's it's been harder here, and the just the costs are just so much higher here, and it's uh, for you know land regulatory costs um, that it does make it harder to you know to build, and and um, I think it gets I think elected leaders don't really. They kind of get it, but they don't get it. elected officials. So they, they, uh, they understand there's a problem. Certainly with housing, we're not getting enough built, mm. but they don't quite see how all the, you know, the regulatory picture fits into that, and and you know, and everything from you know making land, you know, driving up land costs to driving up, you know, the time it takes to you know carry a project and uh, before you can uh, actually you know carry land before you can actually build on it, you know. Yeah, I shared an interesting tweet from Georgie. Uh, his name is Sean George. He goes by Georgie something or other on Twitter. I can I'll, I'll oh, yeah. put it in the show notes. And you know, he's a local guy who helps contractors with permitting. He's doing some developing himself, and you know, he just put on Twitter. Here's what it costs to get a three-family, just the big point in the permitting process. You yeah. know, and it it was funny. We weren't talking about building a high rise, you know, just yes. wanting to build a triple decker, you know, and right. 
the cost and the time burden that was put on that was, you know, it was pretty stunning. Um, and I, 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 as you were talking about that, you know, in the John Moriarty piece, they did talk about it. They said um, higher cost cities in the Northeast, like Boston, were maneuvering a project through the municipal permitting bureaucracy can take years. Uh, in a bit of geographical diversification, Moriarty's firm has been picking up work in new markets, like we were just talking about Raleigh, Miami, North Carolina, like I think. Yeah. And, you know, the statement is where approval process is blandly predictable and drama free. Right. It's, I mean, it, it, it matters, you know, and, yeah. you know, you yeah, because we have two pictures here. One is overall, there, there has been a slowdown in the real estate market nationally, but other areas seem to be bouncing back. And the outlook, while the outlook here is much more mixed, and why is that? Like, why? Well, we, and we kind of know why that is, right? But, mm. but it, it certainly points to it's, we're not just a victim of, or victim of, we're not just impacted by these national trends like the, the you know, lenders falling back, interest rates. Now, there are other things that are making it, or adding to that, uh, that are making it harder for the thing, it will make it harder for, for, you know, construction to bounce back as quickly as it might otherwise do, right? Yeah. Uh, no. We're seeing in other markets that stuff is getting built, you know? Yep. It's starting okay. to, you know, pick up a little bit. It's not, but here it's much more of a longer kind of outlook. Yeah. And, you know, and like you said, you're talking about Fallon, but then even the smaller developers, like, you know, you look at Procopio, they're building up in Maine. New Hampshire, sure. They're now, we have a project going forward in Florida, exploring the Carolinas. Like, that's a local Massachusetts company sure. this isn't, you know national development or alexandria real estate right. or, or whatever you know you know small family-owned you know um developer and they're yeah. even being kind of almost forced to say we got to look elsewhere for things that yes work and uh, people that are regular listeners have heard you know i did a little podcast on it i'm quite bullish on new hampshire uh, i right. think a lot of promise there and a lot of these struggles that are sure. holding us back are really opening the door for neighboring states and cities and you look at new hampshire with their relative ease of permitting and much lower regulatory burden and i think it should give massachusetts pause because especially in the construction market i can't speak to other markets but the amount of people that i've worked with over the years that drive down from new hampshire every day to go to work in the city or uh, in the you know general greater boston area is high and yep. if work picks up up there you look at someone who's says to themselves okay i can work here in new hampshire i live in new hampshire now i don't have to pay pay mass state income tax yep what am i spending on maintenance and gas driving down every day that's six and a half in income tax alone, right? That you would save plus all your cost for commuting. That's a big delta that you could be paid less to work in New Hampshire and still sure. end up equal. And never mind, you get three hours of your life back every day. It's going to be yeah. a no-brainer for those people that right now are 
a good portion of our workforce here in Massachusetts, as far as construction goes, we lose them. So now we have yes. less of a workforce. So what does that do? It puts pressure on wages locally, and uh -huh. there's less projects happening here. And it's kind of a, it's, it's it puts us in a bad cycle here in Massachusetts. So, yep. you know, my hope is that people look at this and say, you know what, we need to we need to make some changes. We need to lower the regulatory burden, ease the permitting process, and yep. Um, hopefully that hopefully that'll happen. I don't know how much faith I have that that will happen, but I. Uh, I hope the more we talk about it, the, the more sure. it does. Last one, Scott, and I think I'll, I'll let you go after this. Uh, you've been kind enough to give me a bunch of time today, especially we were chatting for about a half hour beforehand, too. You know, not only you're reporting on, you know, the lawsuits and what other construction companies have to say and lab numbers and BPDA and uh permitting starts like you do a great job on that front so anyone in our business needs to kind of listen uh, excuse me not listen read what you're what you're putting out at contrarian boston and yesterday you, it caught my eye you reported on the new commissioner of isd in the city of boston yeah that is coming in and um i wish i had her name handy uh, Tanya Del Rio. Thank you. And Ms. Del Rio is taking over at ISD and Sean Lydon is being moved somewhere else. Sean's a friend of mine and um, I think that's, you know, that's a that's a loss for ISD as far as uh, I'm concerned. Um, I can't speak to the benefits. I don't um, know much about Ms. Del Rio and what she, you know, she might bring wonderful things. I'm not saying that she won't, but losing Sean is a, you know, is a loss. Someone that has a lot of experience in sure. relationships throughout the city. You know, they're moving him somewhere else. We'll see how that plays out. But it just caught my eye that you know your reporting is even picking up on that kind of stuff. So oh, all things that are tremendously important to our business. Who building commissioners are. What's happening on the real estate front. Yep. Permitting and um, it's just you, you know you haven't asked me to say this but as far as i'm concerned contrarian boston is a is a must read if you are in our business and I, i'm thankful that you're out there doing the shoe leather to um you know oh, to put i appreciate these that yeah and i yeah. Love, the, love the podcast i mean these are issues that just aren't getting uh i think it, it, you know back when we had more of a more reporters and more local you know more uh, local media, more you know, new, new local newspapers, local little dailies and weeklies. Some of these things are getting reported that that just aren't, you know, just are falling to the cracks now, and they're big. You know, they're big issues, especially in a city where development is such a big um, deal, right? And mm. just an important part, and construction is such an important part, and that's a key role, right? Yeah, overseeing permits inspections so forth and yeah so it's the sort of thing that um i think it's important to get out there and i think there's interest you know people want to know about that want to be aware of what people's qualifications are and who's in and who's out right and some yep. key position like that absolutely so. awesome well as always it was great scott keep up the uh good work keep hustling i need you to keep hustling i love these stories so yeah thank you so much and thanks for having me on and, and uh it's been great love the, love the podcast and 
this is uh, I appreciate you know taking the time here to uh, talk about some of these issues. So. Great. Thanks again, Scott. All right. We'll talk to you later. Yep. Thank you.